0: that occurred in large European cities, even in recent years.
1: Now, some good news from Taiwan. The uh, statistics office there has upgraded its forecast for Taiwan's economy, projecting it's going to rise 588 percent this year. That's the fastest pace in more than a decade. It seems that Taiwan is really shrugging off things like uh, the Delta variant, the disruption to supply chains that's going on in the region and, and pretty well doing well.
0: Yeah, this story hasn't really changed much since the start of the pandemic. So Taiwan's uh, electronics, uh, consumer electronics, uh, office uh, computers, and things of that nature—you know—they've they, been in high demand during the work-from-home period. We have the Delta variant around the world uh, opening up, it is is picking up pace in some places, but we see some hesitation. People need to replace equipment already that they bought uh, even at the beginning of the pandemic, and there's been some pent-up demand domestically for domestic consumer spending as well because of this kind of soft. Lockdown we had here in Taiwan starting from middle of May, but you know, I'll just leave one final point on this. Though another part of the story that doesn't change is you know, it's it's almost like the small. There's a small part of the economy that benefits. So you know, the, the tech industry benefits tremendously. The a lot of that export growth, uh, the high GDP numbers, it's all based on, on on the tech industry. So the same issue of stagnant wages and and some frustration with uh, things like that, high housing prices. Uh, you know, the good news does not sprinkle all. The the way through the economy, it seems to benefit just a small number of companies and a small number of people who are connected to that industry.
1: Ross, thanks very much. That's Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at SafePro Group in Taiwan. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And the Asian market's slipping a little bit now as uh, as US stock index futures also decline. The SX200 now off 0.4%. The Nikkei 225 losing some of its earlier gains up 0.3%. And in now looks like it's going to be a flat open for the Hang Seng. Thank you very much for listening uh, this morning. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Stay tuned for Back Chat with Hugh Chiverton and Andrew Work this morning. The weather forecast, mainly fine and hot. Maximum temperature is going to be about 32 degrees and then sunny periods and isolated showers in the next couple of days. Temperature right now, 29 degrees, 81% relative humidity. It's 8.32. Here's Todd Harding with the half-hour news.
2: President Biden has strongly defended his decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan. Mr. Biden said the clear goals of the U.S. mission there were focused on counterterrorism.
0: We went to Afghanistan almost 20 years ago with clear goals. Get those who attacked us on September 11, 2001, and make sure al-Qaeda could not use Afghanistan as a base from which to attack us again. We did that. We severely degraded al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. We never gave up the hunt for Osama bin Laden and we got him. That was a decade ago. Our mission in Afghanistan was never supposed to have been nation-building.
2: In a national address, Mr Biden also warned the Taliban not to disrupt or threaten the evacuation of thousands of American diplomats and Afghan translators at Kabul airport. Both the United States and Britain say they'll send more troops to the Afghan capital to help with the evacuation of hundreds of people desperate to escape Kabul after the Taliban takeover. There have been chaotic scenes at the airport, with Afghan men clinging to and then falling from planes taking off. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Beale. Both the US and Britain claim to have been prepared for an orderly evacuation from Kabul. But clearly they've both been taken by surprise by the speed of the Taliban advance and the subsequent chaotic scenes at the airport. One reason for the increase in the number of troops. The Pentagon said it was sending another battalion to help, bringing the total US forces on the ground to around 6,000. Britain is also sending in another 200 soldiers, bringing its total to 900. Locally, health officials say they've not found any confirmed coronavirus cases as of two o'clock in the morning after testing 1,609 residents at Mei Yat House in Yat Tung Estate in Tongchung. The building was locked down overnight after a female resident tested preliminary positive for a mutant strain of the coronavirus. Health officials said the woman's office and places she visited during the incubation and infectious periods are also subject to a compulsory testing notice. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
3: Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chibbert and your co-host today is Andrew Work. Andrew, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh Chibbert. Today we're talking about harbour reclamation and about Afghanistan. The lawmaker Alice Mack has proposed amending the Protection of Harbour Ordinance to facilitate reclamation within Victoria Harbour. When the law was first enacted, the ordinance applied only to the central part of the harbour, but in 1999 it was amended to expand to cover the whole of the area. Mack, however, wants to reverse the scope of the ordinance to the 97 version. That would reclamation for public purposes and she says improve Hong Kong's urban planning and facilitate the development of infrastructure including a pedestrian tunnel and tourist attractions. Conservationists argue that further reclamation would cause more pollution in the harbour. Well what do you think? Do we need more reclamation in harbour uh, in the harbour? Would it make more sense than Lantau tomorrow for example? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us our address, backchat at rthk.hk or you can call us and at Telephone number is 233-88-266, 233-88-266. After 9.15, Afghanistan. What does the new leadership mean for Afghans? And after 20 years, thousands of deaths trillions of dollars. Why did the US fail so totally? Once again, our email address is backchat.rthk.hk. Maybe we'll start with some uh, emails on uh, earlier discussions, kind of leading into uh, today's, uh, today's topic, the first topic. Alonzo says, the government's zero COVID policy has clearly been successful in two respects. It's helped minimise the number of local and imported cases while concurrently allowing Hong Kongers to go about their daily lives in a largely normal manner however in the long run a zero covid model with its associated prohibitive quarantine rules for returning residents is unsustainable for a city that aspires to retain its position as a global financial centre just look at what occurred over the past twenty-four hours our entire quarantine policy has been changed because of one i emphasize one case of a foreign domestic helper that's absurd as a number of your guests have suggested in recent weeks, government must provide the public with a clear path to a return to normalcy when we would finally scrap the zero COVID policy. Indeed, Professor Cowling echoed this view in Hong Kong today during his interview with Samantha Butler. For example, the administration could say that when Hong Kong reaches a 70% level of full vaccination, compared with 43.2% currently, it will introduce a number of measures such as reducing quarantine for all returnees by X days, allowing them to spend this period at home in lieu of hotels, removing the mask-wearing mandate uh, at etc. etc. Et Singapore, Hong Kong's main rival as Asia's premier financial hub has already moved away from a zero COVID model and Hong Kong must follow suit. By giving the public a transparent uh, timeline to less restrictive measures, the government would also incentivize the hundreds of thousands of non-vaccinated Hong Kongers to reconsider their current hesitation. Hat says, referring to yesterday's session, as usual, Emily, that's Emily Lau, was playing down the role of the protesters in the trouble that took place in 2019 and 20. She talked about Hong as and compromise. Well, sorry, that's not when, what many people saw. They saw irrational demands, violence, wanton damage and assaults fake news, direct challenge to governance and a breakdown in the rule of law Remember the term, if we burn, you burn None of these are signs of compromise Is it any wonder China pulled the rug from under their feet and will be guarding against allowing the same to happen Those resorting to violence and breaking the law know what they did, but were perhaps too self-absorbed to realise that they'd have to pay their bills. Well, they know now Lastly, I hope one day one of the protest leaders reflect and see that they played a huge part in bringing about the situation we have here in Hong Kong The goose that laid the golden eggs may not be dead, but the fact that it's not laying so well is on them. That's from Pat. And Mary says, Dear Backchat, on yesterday's programme the usual suspects, RH, Herman, Martin were out in force disseminating fake news about generous funding from abroad for the civil human rights front as usual without a shred of evidence Will they be equally vocal about the news that LegCo is to spend a whopping $1.2 billion of our dwindling reserves to expand its complex to accommodate an additional 20 legislators In case they are problems with the maths, this works out at a whopping $60 million per person. Anyone who's been inside the complex is aware that each floor holds around 10 offices, so a prudent assessment would be that three additional floors would accommodate both the offices and additional support services. The chamber itself was designed to hold 120 members, so no extra space required. With reports on disastrous fire and floods coming in from all over the world, and numerous studies that indicate that Hong Kong will be subject to rising sea levels and extensive coastal flooding in years to come, why are our reserves being diverted to what's clearly a vanity project, when there is an urgent need to reinforce embankments at low-lying coastal locations and ...develop other protective infrastructure... But then we have dumb LegCo members who believe that the solution to our problem is to fill in the harbour and thereby accelerate rising water levels for some further metres. And it's quite clear that promises in the, that changes in the election system will improve the administration of the city are nothing more than hot air. That is from Mary. Joining us now for our discussion, we have with us Winston Chu, founder and vice-chairman of the Society for the Protection of the Harbour, Paul Zimmerman, who's the Southern District Councillor and uh, CEO of uh, Designing Hong Kong, and uh, Alice Mack, the Legislative later herself, will be joining us after the news at nine. Um, Mr Chu, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for uh, joining us once again. What do you make yes, of this? What do you make of uh, Alice Mack's uh, suggestion? Is it time to uh, reconsider the original uh, yeah, the original uh, decision was made uh, some 20 years ago? Go on.
4: Yeah, isn't it wasting logical time? The, uh, a similar motion proposed by Legislative Councillor Paul Chair was only voted down Five months ago, on the 18th of March, this year, by a vote of 19 to 12. So why is it being rehearsed again?
5: So why is Alice Mack bringing it back now? She must, obviously, she must know this. So why why is she keen to uh, have another go at it?
4: Yeah, but then isn't it wasting time? Yeah,
5: well, that's why I'm asking. She obviously knows that. Why would she be trying again?
4: I don't know. You have ask
5: her. Paul Zimmerman, why, why, would, why, is this, why is this making a comeback now? It's, I mean, is it, Alice Max, and the, the I, I don't know how this reflects on the interests of her, her members in the Federation of Trade Unions. Uh, why would she be bringing this back?
6: I don't know. And we'll have to ask her after nine, after the news at nine when she, uh, when okay. she appears. Um,
4: then <coughs> let me take the matter from here. Uh, apparently, she has misunderstood what the law is and what has been happening. First of all, the economy of has already decided that where there is an overriding public need, reclamation may always go ahead. It's only reclamation for the production of land for sale that is clearly not allowed. So there is no point to the amendment. Now it's very dangerous because it is thanks to the ordinance that today Hong Kong still has a harbour. It is wide and beautiful. Not as before, but still not too bad. And so the ordinance has successfully protected the Harbour for the sake of Hong Kong people over the past 20 years. So why should they be changed now? So I have two questions for her. First, uh, what's the point? It's been working well. We thank the government for establishing the Harbour Fund Commission in 2010 which has been working well for the past 11 years. What happens is that the uh, proposals by the government for any reclamation works for public benefit goes before the commission, and if the commission accepts it as being necessary for the common good, it goes ahead without delay, and it's been doing very well for the past 11 years. That is why people of Hong Kong will see who are living along the harbour front that there has been vast improvements. And we are having 20 kilometres of harbour fund promenade being constructed right now. And we're ready in a few years' time. So the harbour has been improving thanks to the ordinance in protecting what remains of the harbour, and and that the uh, government is helping and the public is supporting the work of the Harbour Fund Commission in making our harbour more beautiful that is not. That is the way ahead. Not more reclamation. I mean, the harbor is already half its original size. What more is there to reclaim? Where?
5: So, so you're saying that we don't need reclamation in order to continue to improve the state of the harbor environment?
4: Yes, yeah, but what's the point? Where are you going to reclaim? The harbor is narrow enough. points point there is only less than 800 meters.
5: Sure. Well, I'm sure that anywhere people see a gap in the, in the uh, you know, a gap in the, uh, the harbor where they could fill it in with concrete, they figure they could uh, do some development and make some money. I mean, out by Yao Tong, for example. I mean, yeah, Pol- so is that, is that second, an area that people want to?
4: <laughs> yeah, the second question I want to ask her is that who is going to benefit from the reclamation, the public or developers?
3: Uh, uh, well, both, uh, of course, and the public through the developers. That's the that's the Hong Kong way, isn't it? Um, I mean, the, the 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 point. I think. I mean, the one point is that she's not talking about the central area. She's not talking about the central area. She's not talking about the talking about the uh, the, uh, the pretty bit. Uh, from uh, from Choi uh over to uh, Central, the uh, the postcard uh, kind of bit. I mean, there are large stretches um, uh, north uh, and south, uh, east and west uh, of the harbour where they're pretty dilapidated, pretty ugly. Uh, pretty um, uh, uh, industrial areas um, and uh, bits of uh, infrastructure, um, <coughs> leftover things, where actually uh, a smart housing estate might be a, might be a bonus to all. And of no, course, and no. of course, we're all, this is also coming at a time. Can I just finish? This is also coming at a time when when we're recognising the profound need for to increase our, our land supply. And if you were going to talk about recovering and expanding on an industrial area or building on. a a virgin site in off Lantau, then it would make much more sense from everyone's point of view to go for the uh, old run-down industrial area. But that, at the moment, that that option is is sealed off by the existing um, ordinance and Alice Mack is merely opening a door.
4: It doesn't, because where your leg is dirty, you wash it, you don't chop it off. Mm. Secondly, it's dangerous to think of the harbour being filled in. Why don't you develop the new territories where you have 106,000 hectares, which is 10 times uh, as big as Hong Kong Peninsula, uh, County Peninsula, and Hong Kong Island? We say 200
3: times as big as the harbour. Well, one, one, one argument there, of course, is then you have to build all the associated infrastructure. You've got to build new rail lines or you've got to build new roads because you the, you, you have to be, r- move around vast numbers of, of people. You just add on to the existing areas, the existing urban areas, uh, and, and you avoid all those complications. That's the big problem we with Lantau in West tomorrow, Hall, isn't r- it? Route 3 and uh,
4: West Rail. The infrastructure infrastructure is there it's only the will of the government it's dangerous look at the harbor for land production it doesn't work even if you fill in the harbor you only have three thousand hectares which is nothing then it's not the way forward mm-hmm. so when, when Where the areas you mentioned can be improved that is the way ahead you wash your leg you don't chop it off
5: so when when reclamation is being discussed in this context what are we talking about here Paul Zimmerman are we talking about like filling in massive parts of the harbor or is it you know taking a couple of meters you know extending the shoreline by a couple of meters or 10 meters here and there like what what is being proposed exactly
6: well, there is no proposal uh, from Alice Mack at the moment. Uh, Alice Mack is just questioning whether the protection of the harbour or should be cancelled or should be changed mm. to allow reclamation in the harbour without restraint. Mm. Currently, reclamation in the harbour is allowed, but there are restraints. You've got to approve a public overriding need. Yeah. Uh,
3: again, sorry, her proposal excludes that central area, the the, the, the bit between Tim Choi and central.
6: Her, her, her proposal is to... Take down, uh, the, the change the boundaries from what is Victoria Harbour, which is from Green Island and up to Chingi, and from uh, at, and across moon Gap. So everything that's in between, is she wants to take it only for, to the central harbour, which is, as you called it, the pretty bit in front of Choi and and uh, and central. That is her proposal, and that would basically mean there is no 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 rest, uh, constraint anymore on um, uh, uh, reclamation in the, the rest of the harbour. Um, I, th- I think the argument is um, uh, is something that people should discuss um, and they should think about uh, whether this is what people want. Um, so far, we have agreed on the protection of the Harbour Ordinance, which puts constraints in. One, it got to be a public overriding need. Um, two, there can't be any alternatives. Three, whatever you do is the minimum. And under those three constraints, we have done an approved uh, reclamation on, on a regular basis. The Central One Sub bypass has been approved. Um, there is a construction of a boardwalk under the Island Eastern Corridor, which will extend over the harbor and thereby effectively reclaim or, or diminish the use of that harbor. That's been approved. Um, there's been a lighthouse built at uh, at the York Club. Within the harbor which takes up a bit of the harbor that's been approved mm-hmm. there is reclamation it continues and i'm sure that when the link between uh, hong yeah. kong islands and um, the the lantau tomorrow vision islands uh, kai chow when they uh, when they become into place and i'm sure there will be also again be potentially an overriding public need for s- some reclamation to make sure that the link works and all of that is possible under the current law there is no need to change it um the Chinese media has reported, and Alice has made a suggestion that, and uh, we, I hope she explains it herself later, about a uh, footbridge between Kuntong um, uh, and uh, the uh, the runway tip of uh, of, um, of Kai Tak, and and that i've seen that plan somewhere i've seen that being mentioned somewhere uh, earlier um, if you then ask the three questions is there a public overriding need for people mm-hmm. to communicate yes there is a public overriding need for people to move back and forth between the station the mtr station and the uh, and the uh, the uh, uh the runway tip then is there an alternative? Yes, people can take the bus and go a little bit further. Or yeah. there could be a ferry uh, mm-hmm. to go up and down. So there might not sure. be. Um, and, um, and then there's this issue of minimizing impact. Well, if you would pit a footbridge from Tong all the way to the runway tip, half the typhoon shelter becomes useless. Mm. You can no longer put boats in it. Right. Well, there is a there is an overriding public need for typhoon shelters. Mm-hmm. As we know, every time there is a typhoon and the ships so and the boats have to go into Chic Shelter. So... It, I don't Can't think. Can't you just put her, the bridge uh,
3: higher up? Can't the ships go underneath it?
6: Uh, you, technically, you could, but you have to go very high. If you see the kind of vessels that that you then accommodate, or you make it not as high, and then there are certain vessels that can no longer make use of the typhoon shelter, which mm. then has all kind of of risks.
3: But, but isn't that 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 whole area a good example of of the the problems with this, with the law? I mean, as I understand it, you know, the original plan was to fill in the gap between the the old runway and and Kuantong uh, and the land. Uh, and then uh with the changes to the to the ordinance um uh that was that wasn't allowed so they had to rethink it and that's caused as mass as first of all that's caused a massive delay in the in the redevelopment of that area uh and and secondly you've got this awkward shaped um, bit of water that no one quite knows what to do with or why it's there which is just blocking up and making access to the to the terminal and to all the possible uh, redevelopment commercial and and residential there uh, it's you, you're just left with a very unhappy situation um, uh, and a bit of water that just doesn't serve any purpose and isn't very attractive, you could have easily have built it, you could easily have put a park there, you could easily have put housing there, um, but because you're stymied by the law and, you
6: know. Well, so so I, I would, um, you can look at that point uh, from uh, several uh, views. Uh, the first one that i would propose is that we are lucky enough to have being able to retain that water we now have a um, we've got basic- lots of water well we
3: not need a little bit more sea i mean and is it is it a useful for shelter
6: well let, let me just be very clear yeah. it's it's very special water because it's sheltered mm. it's flat yeah. It basically provides the whole of Kowloon and the millions of people that live there a, um, a, t- a training track for rowing and, and uh, canoeing and for water sports that is completely sheltered from the elements. Um, and, and the only other place where people would otherwise be able to go would be go up to Sha Tin. There is no other facility. Mm. So you, you, by having this in place, you can say, well, I, in, uh, I, I would call it a unique feature. Uh, it also gives you a ten-kilometer waterfront around Kai Tak, which Sorry, becomes so you've got a, a handful track.
3: of people who would like to row there, as uh, against the uh, 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 ten thousands of people you could give decent... Well, if you would to. be
6: living with your kids in Kowloon, you would go there to go pedal, pedal boarding, or you would go on a little, uh, you know, water t- tricycle. You would do other things. It, it is sheltered and safe water to use, mm. and we can we have a feature there. That we don't have to pay, you know, water world to be built over in Kowloon. You got a water world right there if you recognize it and use it. Yeah. But it's 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 a matter of uh, you know, like you have something unique. Could you build it up? Yeah, you could build it Could swim in that? You could build it the water is getting, becoming clearer and clearer. The mm. If you look at the EPD charts on water pollution, uh, f- starting from the Kuntun, from the broad area, from the entrance, the water quality is improving closer and closer towards Kowloon City. And there are some further enhancements that can be done there in terms of uh, the water flow. And the, there is some study going on right now on how to make that happen. And that water will be available for secondary use, which means uh, boating mm. and so on.
3: Right. Okay. Uh, Winston Chu. Um, I- I- as i say in in many minds uh, I think that that's an example of you know the downside of the uh, of the protecting the harbor. You get stuck with you know awkwardly shaped bits i would i would venture to suggest uh like that um where the it's uh, you just get a complete you know illogical right. arrangement um you should have just been able to fill in between the land and the runway and and then develop there uh, in an urban area um you know perfect place for public housing, and, and so on? Yes, yeah,
4: sir. You have to consider it from the point of view of the Hong Kong person who loves the place and not the economy from outside. The harbour is precious for many reasons. Economic reasons is only one minor consideration. The main thing is Hong Kong is the harbour, and the harbour is Hong Kong. I'm quoting the Hong Kong government and the Tourist Association. You're dealing with the soul of Hong Kong. You have to appreciate it and you have to treasure it. You do not cut away pieces because you like it. You have a Mona Lisa hanging in your bedroom, all right? You don't cut off pieces just because, you know, you can smell it or it's convenient. You have to treasure it. You have to make good use of it. If there's a need to cut off a piece of the harbour, we'll do it very carefully. It's a balance. We have to enjoy the harbour for the sake of the future generations and our generation. It, but
3: industrial areas of Kwantung are not the Mona Lisa. And also the yes. Hong Kong soul, arguably, is reclamation. So uh, is, is The Hong Kong spirit for hundreds of years, 100 or so years, has been to make the use of the, of the resources that we have, and that means reclamation. May
4: I invite you to go along the waterfront now and see the improvements that are being made by the Fund Commission. We've been working hard for 11 years Improving the harbour front, and you should go there and have a look. People are supporting us because they live there and they enjoy the harbour front.
5: So it it seems like the the current the current arrangement does allow for some small scale reclamation in some instances, but so far it is it is allowed. I would say you know beneficial uh, reclamation, small scale reclamation, but. Alice Mack without really having a concrete plan is saying let's just get rid of all the restraints and go for it and just you know then I mean with, without having a specific proposal about what exactly she wants to develop it seems like she just wants to clear the regulations away for yeah. she hasn't specified there's Could mention, of a, there's mention of a footbridge and a, maybe some tourists I mean but this comes back to the question of overriding public need overriding what I mean okay.
4: and, and what is Can the I need i sir they were going to reclaim the whole of Kowloon Bay to have a city there for 350,000 people. Mm-hmm. The whole of Kowloon Bay, 600 hectares. Is that what you want?
5: Uh, maybe some people in subdivided housing might like some better options. I mean...
4: Yes, I know. Therefore, the majority has to rule in Hong Kong. We had the unanimous support of let at that time in passing the ordinance. We had the support of 95% of Hong Kong people, according to a uh, survey done by Hong Kong University. Therefore, we have the support of the people, all right yeah. in the long run, it's not your opinion or mine. it is first of all the opinion of the people and secondly, what the law is mm.
6: Mm-hmm. And again, the issue there is alternatives. I mean, the, the redevelopments of the new territories—the um, you know, the over two thousand hectares of um, of uh, land that is readily available in the, in the new territories—you um, the, can then start looking further out. And you can say, okay, if we're going to do anything, should we redevelop the uh, the, the, the uh, container terminals and make sure that that area gets used and has rail and road connections? And if we're going to do any reclamation, then move the container port first because it doesn't have to. It's not as uh, um, Sensitive to settlement issues mm-hmm. of, the, of the ground. I mean, there are alternatives that Hong Kong has. I mean, the as a government is now moving ahead with this massive uh, Land Out Tomorrow vision plan. I mean, if, if, if it's for land production, then one has to be extremely careful because where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. And uh, any suggestion that we should cancel the protection of the harbor owners for part of the harbor. That then takes away all restraints. And so then you what then then what, has gone there would to, what still is going to what's
3: the town planning the process though you process though. the that
6: still the
4: process
6: Yes, good. You uh, can
4: ask you a the uh, blunt question, and process question, the process of the question of Hong Kong of including Mister of What is Hong Kong without the the harbour? the destroying it. the mm-hmm.
5: Well, I, I, I'm guessing, as again with the with the current regulations, there's uh, you know small scale development. Although I guess the central bypass wasn't exactly small scale. I sure, mean, is, some, sometimes nice, there yeah. is still major, major development happening.
6: Well, the de- developments are happening, and if we uh, if we look around the harbour, the developments are progressing uh, quickly now. Uh, Yau Tong Bay, um, Henderson, and the uh, the Yau Tong Bay uh, uh, property owners they uh, they have submitted various plans for for the water edge and for massive scale development there. Then the Yau Tong Industrial State, there is several properties that are being that are being developed all of them will have a promenade in front of them so in, in the end, you could walk all the way from Lei Moon all the way to Tsim Choi Cho in back up to uh, Totako Cho. So it, it's it's all um, happening as we speak, the development around the harbour. And we're going to have a fantastic promenade that takes you on Hong Kong Island all the way from uh, Shao Ke or even from Chai Wan if we can resolve the issue with the Leisure Culture Services Department around the uh, Museum of Coastal Defence. Mm. You can now walk all the way from Chai Wan to Kennedy Town and th- that's a incredible 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 asset for the community, and that asset came about because I I believe the work uh, and the disputes around protection of the harbour. That once that dispute was settled, everybody started to focus. Okay, this is the final water edge. Mm -hmm. Then let's make it a fantastic water edge.
5: Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay, we've got a break now for the news at nine. Alice Mack, we hope joining us after that. The weather mainly fine and hot. Temperatures up to thirty-two degrees, twenty-nine degrees at the moment, with a relative humidity now of eighty percent. Back in three minutes. back. Back chat this Tuesday morning with Andrew Work and me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about uh, harbour reclamation uh, inspired by a proposal to amend the Protection of the Harbour Ordinance by uh, lawmaker Alice Mack, who uh, also joins us now from the Federation of Trade Unions. Also still with us, uh, we have uh, Winston Chu, founder and vice chairman of the Society for the Protection of the Harbour, and Paul Zimmerman, a Southern District Councillor and CEO of Designing Hong Kong. Uh, Afghanistan will be our subject in about uh, 10 minutes' time. If you've got any thoughts, questions, or comments, uh, please share them by emailing bankchat at uh, We'll do our best to read out your comments, uh, or you can uh, call us on 233 88266 and join the conversation 233 88266. Uh, is the number James says if a true patriot like Alice Mack puts forward a stupid idea but is in the interest of patriotism then surely it will happen otherwise a true patriot loses face why do we even need a harbour let's join with a glorious motherland the harbour is a colonial concept only enjoyed by overpaid expat bankers and lawyers and their corporate junks the tide is red that's from James Uh, Miss Mack good morning to you Thanks for, for joining us. Explain, uh, tell us more about your, this, this proposal. What's the thinking behind it? What's the aim? Um,
7: and, and in fact, uh, you have already uh, uh, explained my uh, amendment quite clearly earlier. Uh, in fact, my amendment uh, is uh, of two parts. First, we have to retain the central harbour. That is, uh, the, 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 as you said, the pretty the pit pretty of our harbour. And the second part is when uh, the uh, government, I mean the CE in council, thinks uh, that uh, we, we can uh, uh, carry out uh, any uh, public works uh, along the harbor front uh, according to public purpose, uh, then the government, you know, the chief executive in council will have the right to, uh, get to decide to carry out such uh, public works and in fact i i like to make some clarifications. uh first of all and um, i i heard uh the earlier speaker said that uh, we had a motion in uh, motion debate in uh logical a few months ago and it was voted down yes it was voted down because the motion uh the wording of the motion consists of two parts first is to uh, about the recognition. In uh, Yautang, uh near the the uh, Kai Tak uh, the bay, and the second part is the review of the, uh, the ordinance, and, and, and it was voted down because we still have divided opinions on the reclamation and the, in the area, but it, it's almost a consensus in the legislature that we need to review the ordinance. So um, that's why I uh, moved this um, private numbers bill to amend the uh, ordinance, and the, the point is not to, um, as somebody accused, it's not I'm not trying to disrupt the you know, destroy our harbour. On the contrary, I'm trying to retain the central harbour, and, and also we provide a large a a a mechanism so that we can make well use of the land in our harbour front.
6: Okay, uh, LSD. Um, I'm trying to understand. Uh, having worked at the Harbour Commission with the Harbour Front Enhancement Commission since 2004 and since 2002 and harbour issues, uh, what exactly is the development that you're looking for that you think is constrained right now? Because we've done a lot of development around the harbour, including reclamation work since uh, since 2002.
7: Mm. Uh, yes, we have. Some uh, birds are caught, uh, along the harbour front, but it takes a very long time. As you know, uh, the sidewalk uh, the, the underneath the uh, island eastern corridor, it takes eight years to carry out studies to confirm that it is an override, there is an overriding public need. But um, in fact, the, these facilities are the benefit to the society. Uh, we can use less time to uh, carry out uh, the study, so um, that's why I try to, uh, to to uh, I would say build a mechanism in the ordinance so that the in council uh, when they see there is a proper purpose, they can carry out some works along the harbour front. And this is definitely not uh, the what, what I'm trying to do is definitely not what people accuse me of destroying the harbor in fact we want to make real use of the harbor so that uh,
6: Hong Kong people can enjoy the harbor front. so Alice I've also worked on the uh, the boardwalk for uh, for as many oh. years uh, probably oh. longer than eight years oh. um, it has the issues never been the public overriding need in fact oh. the public overriding need everybody agreed on very early uh, oh. there were there were issues in in somewhat of a clumsiness on wow. the government side, in terms of the design of the proposals, where they were not trying to minimize reclamation at some stage and came with a second proposal, was not very good and then had to be redone. That caused a lot of delay, yeah. uh, and I agree with that. That's a pity. And so the society and Hong Kong has to learn how to work with the uh, with the ordinance as it is and maybe can make some improvements in how we approach it. Uh, in generally, the um, government is very shy to put in a proposal, including, I, I, I read that you want to have that footbridge between Naotau Kok and the, uh, the kai Tak runway.
7: Okay. In fact, you're right. The government officials are very uh, reluctant to uh, do any planning along the harbour front because of the existence of this ordinance. So, if we have a mechanism that they can uh, use, so I think they will be they, they will be more flexible in terms of planning and in terms of how to make well use of the land in harbour front, so that our Hong Kong people can just we can you know uh, enjoy the harbour front. It, it's, so beautiful that we all want to retain, but but we need to have uh, all the the we need to make use of it. We don't want to see, as you said, uh, the the bay uh, along the uh, uh, ty- ty- uh, typhoon shelter It's such a, a narrow gap and, and it's not very well uh, received. So I think uh, we need, we can do some
4: improvement work along the harbour front. Okay, Win- okay, Winston is- Winston Chu. Now, can I answer this just by very simply quoting Chief Justice Andrew Lee, who represented the Court of Final Appeal, and this is what the judgment said quite simply. It pronounced that the harbour is a central part of Hong Kong's identity. It is the heart of the metropolis and something extraordinary to be transmitted from generation to generation. Reclamation that had already taken place renders what remains of the harbour even more precious and makes the need to protect and preserve it more important mm. and compelling. Mm.
7: I totally agree that we need to preserve our harbour. And that's why in my amendment, I have uh, to emphasise once again that I have to retain the central harbour. That is the precious uh, asset in it our, in our city. Yeah. Uh, so it to, it is my new. It is less than one We need harbor. to preserve it. But, you know, uh, with this ordinance, uh, with that, we, we can really see some constraints in planning uh, from the government side. So I just want to uh, build up a, a mechanism hmm. so that we can reasonably decide whether or not some uh, public works can be carried out along the harbour front. So so okay, can, 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 can,
6: I, can I can ask you, Alice, what is the difference between, you mean we protecting right now Victoria Harbour? Rather than just the central harbour. But in your, uh, and if we want to stick to that and we want to fix what you consider the problem, which is the procedure for identifying public overriding needs, for the procedure, for identifying alternatives and to make sure that reclamation is minimized. If you feel that that needs to be fixed, I think that everybody agrees. The harbour front Commission has been struggling with government departments for many years exactly on that issue, and, but that is not an issue that has to do with the law. That's an issue that has to do with the intergovernmental department uh, rela- uh, relationships and how these procedures are being put through. And if we take the boardwalk as an example, um, the very first proposal could have been put immediately to uh, the community. Uh, the departments could have tracked feedback immediately, so they would have cogent materials, the ones required in law but they failed to do so. They okay. only started to do so later, about six years into the project, that they actually got a consultant involved to make sure that they would collect cogent materials. Oh, that, and so that's so that that's an issue. It's a procedural issue rather than a legal issue. Um, I think
7: both, both. Uh, because well, you have you have to up- is, if you yeah, say well,
6: both, you have to identify exactly where. Uh, I it's please, the problem
7: I, I just sorry I, I, I need to go so please let, let me explain
6: okay where's the problem uh, because, Alice
7: because, because there is an ordinance here so when the government considers whether or not to carry out any words they will have extra uh, considerations that's why we they will consider, you know, consider so many procedural problems so if we just you know, losing the the, the not in the ordinance, so they can it will will allow them flexibility in planning. So it will help to minimize the procedural, with the, the very complex procedure. So um, okay. and, and that's why I want to to emphasize once again that my uh, my uh, objective or my aim to amend the ordinance is to preserve the central harbour, which is the most precious asset in our uh, society, and. When, and and I try, try, I'm just trying to build a mechanism that the government can use when they think there is any uh, public works that's in the public purpose that they can carry out along the harbourfront so that people, uh, Hong Kong people can enjoy the harbourfront.
3: Right, one, one specific question just before you go from, from a listener. James says, uh, because there were press reports mentioning a, a pedestrian tunnel, uh, James says, curious what uh, the Honourable Mac means about a pedestrian tunnel. Is that a tunnel across the harbour? A walkable tunnel and bike lane across the harbour would be something special, but if it's just more underground mall in the vicinity of the harbour, as proposed in Chimsa Choi, please forget that idea. What What were you when we, when there was talk of a pedestrian tunnel? What were you thinking of, Miss Mac?
7: We're, we're talking about uh, the, the the area in the near the uh, Kai Tak uh, the the bay. You know, uh, we you know we, we people uh, when they uh, in the uh, uh, people in Kowloon. Uh, I mean, Kowloon. The distance is so so cl- close that you know uh, because of the uh, ordinance the government when they try to bridge the gap uh, they have to to consider different uh, op- op- object op- options and um
3: sorry so you're talking about bad. a tunnel a tunnel from Kuantong to the uh, to the cruise terminal under under the um, uh, typhoon shelter
7: oh uh, that can that tunnel that can be a uh bridge, then we have uh, the best uh, concept is the bridge. But, you know, when when the given try to build a bridge over the uh, shelter area, they still have to consider the audience because the audience uh, requests them to do a lot of studies. So uh-huh. the given officials are very reluctant to make very uh, creative uh, ideas of how to make the use that, of the other. That, but that's right, or Alice. To others, or to carry out any public works that's beneficial to the
8: site. Mm-hmm. All right, Je-
3: Jeff, uh, who uh, works at the terminal, I think, says uh, a Kaito ferry would like to operate from Kaitak to the Nautau-Kok MTR. Yes, landing yes, steps what? need to be built at the Quintung Promenade near Laiyip Street. You. We uh-huh. hope that the government will approve the ferry application and build the landing steps. It can be implemented quickly and cheaply before the overhead walkway uh, is built. That's from uh, uh, Jeff uh, Go ahead. Bowen says I agree with Mary's earlier comments about the need for the government to spend more on coastal resilience including the construction of coastal defensive structures the report on low-lying areas commissioned by the government to give it the information to decide on the next steps to take was meant to have been completed in December last year but nothing seems to have reported on it today does Paul Zimmerman who's designing Hong Kong comment on the need for the government to get involved in building higher sea walls in certain areas in eastern district of hong kong island know what progress has been made on the subject we will get to that answer in just a second and we'll say goodbye for the moment Alice Mack, thank you very much indeed for for joining Thanks. us, and thank you to uh, Winston Chu as well, founder and vice chairman of the Society of the Protection of uh, Harbour. Uh, Paul Zimmern, do you know about that?
6: Yeah, the the, the following month, the CEDD has undertaken uh, studies in the uh, in how to enhance the coastal areas and to be more resilient. The outcomes were supposed to be out already quite some time ago, um, and they haven't been presented yet. Which um, as we are entering uh, the typhoon season is of course uh, disturbing that cdd has still to come up with any any announcement about how to make sure that the low lying areas are protected in hong kong mm.
3: okay one more comment uh, just on facebook from barbara it says i know one thing Wants to limit the development of downtown, then prices of the property will be rocket high. Sheng of Hong Kong should be developed as soon as possible. It's far, far left behind. Thanks very much indeed for that. Uh, Paul Zimmerman, thank you very much indeed uh, as well. Southern District Council CEO of uh, Designing Hong Kong. We wanted to turn mm-hmm. finally today... Two very dramatic uh, developments, of course, in uh, Kabul and uh, a new leadership uh, in uh, Afghanistan. Um, Comments on our Facebook page Uh, in the introduction to today's program, I talked about the uh, failure, failure of the United States. Uh, Horatio says, failing of the US, please, now you're starting to sound like a wumau. How about the CCP wanting to cooperate with the Taliban's while the poor Afghans are trying to flee? True to the spirit of uh, uh, Belt and Road, the CCP will milk the Taliban dry with useless and hollow infrastructure and high interest loan to match. Such grace and class as usual. Uh, Tom says, it's interesting how UK nation building worked so well in Hong Kong, while American nation building failed so badly in Afghanistan. So many people in the comment section are so loudly pro-UK, even though most know virtually nothing about the place does the U.S. need a queen before we got back to Afghanistan and who will that be, I wonder, says uh, Tom. Thanks very much indeed, in, in, indeed for that. Joining us for comment now, we have with us uh, once again uh, Reza Hoshmand, who's a senior special advisor for the Global Institute of Service uh, Leadership Education. Mr. Hoshman, good morning to you. Good
8: morning to Th- you all.
3: Thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining us. Um, first of all, um, this has all happened so much faster Uh, and so much more um, dramatically and so much more totally, I think, than uh, anyone, uh, it seems, uh, anticipated. Um, What do you make of what's happened over the last few days?
8: It it is very unfortunate. And one of the sad things about all of this is that uh, when the Taliban signed a peace agreement during Donald Trump's administration with the... uh, uh, Afghan government and in the U.S. that they're going to withdraw. So this was known almost a year ago, a year and a half ago. And yet the uh, chaos that occurred uh, and the lack of preparation to get people out of the country, especially those who are quite vulnerable, uh, never took place, partly because a lot of things were happening in the U.S. at the same time as uh, Mm. all of this was unfolding. And the sad part of all of this is the, uh, the two groups that needs to be sort of uh, criticized here is not only the U.S. alone, but the Afghan government. Uh, President Ghani is the one uh, who, takes, who should take responsibility for all of this thing. He kept insisting that everything was going to be under control, and the soldiers, that 350,000 soldiers that the Americans have uh, trained will fight. Uh, and yet he had pocketed all those billions of dollars and the soldiers never received their pay and salary for six, seven, eight months. And and all of this created an interesting environment. When the Taliban came in, taking over some of the places in the northern part, western part, uh, the soldiers decided that, that it was not worth fighting. Mm-hmm. This country, the, the government was not really looking after them, so why should they go ahead and and uh, fight for it. And the chaos that came to Kabul was purely a... <clears throat> not an accident. And, and it was one of this chaos that was calculated by Rani in his corrupt regime. And and currently, there's another group right now in Kabul who is trying to go ahead and bring some semblance of normalcy in the country. Mm. and And this is the former president of Afghanistan, another corrupt individual, the former uh, Islamic uh, Mujahideen leader Ikhtiyar, another corrupt individual, and then Abdullah Abdullah, who used to be the uh, chief executive of the country. And now they are forming a, trying to go ahead and create a coalition government, uh, which is not going to go ahead and create peace for people of Afghanistan. Uh, my fear is that uh, the wolf. Uh, In the sheep's clothing that is appearing right now, the Taliban are basically trying to tell everybody nothing is going to happen to you. But unfortunately, uh, they have a lot to go ahead and and, uh, take revenge of for the last 20 years that America and others have, the coalitions basically, have uh, created an environment for them Mm -hmm. that was intolerable. And then sadly, the Taliban now have the upper hand and they will do whatever they wish uh, in order to be able to maintain their uh, grip and grab uh, the the country and then hold uh, whatever power, how much power that they can control and have in hand.
5: So, uh, I mean, if the Taliban are motivated by uh, a religious uh, animus that that drives them, I mean, was anybody ever devoted to a concept of an Afghanistan? I mean, they, they had soldiers they paid when they didn't pay them. They didn't show up to do the job. Uh, I'm not aware of any kind of a, a purely volunteer army or people rushing out to sign up to defend, you know, the the concept of an Afghanistan against the Taliban. Everyone just said, "Well, I guess you know these are the new, you know, the new guys, same as the old guys." Um, was there ever really an Afghanistan to fight for?
8: Uh, sadly, no. <clears throat> I have to admit that that uh, in, in terms of protecting the country during this past. Uh, Uh, I used to serve on the Council of the American University in Kabul, and in 2014 when I was there, my uh, discussions with people who were in the government, and and then also uh, university people, all indicated that it was time for Americans to leave, and the country would be able to go ahead and get back to its own normal without the Taliban having the power that they uh, started to uh, collect for themselves in the last seven years, and yet President Rani insisted through the hooks and crook by convincing the American government that they ought to stay there in order for him to be able to stabilize the country. And he did not do anything whatsoever. So angry about this man and what he has done to the
3: people of the country. I mean, you, yeah, you, you've spoken about the corrupt leaders and so on, but really, this is, this is on the Americans, isn't it? Pure and simple. Well, and it was a complete, a massive failure on a decades-long scale. Thousands of people died, trillions of dollars spent, and they got it completely wrong. They did.
8: There's no question about that. And they simply bet on the wrong horse, in the first place in order to be able to get the country. And, and part of that had to do, again, this is one of those sad environments uh, that, that, that people are looking after their own interests. The Americans were looking after their own interests, and the Afghans were looking after their own The Pakistanis sitting on the other side looking for their interests. The Chinese sitting on the other side looking for their interests. The Iranians sitting on the other side, the Russians. And so all of these folks, they basically used that place, unfortunately, for a way of trying to get their own hand on what they wanted to get on. The concern that they had, uh, once America started to go ahead and have control of the bases in Afghanistan, uh, these neighboring states were worried about what was going to happen. And so America was not willing to let go of having a, a piece of land where they can monitor and see what is going on in China, what is going on in uh, uh, Pakistan, what is going on in Iran, in the Middle East as a whole. So this was the reason why they wanted to go ahead and remain in there. And then they got the type of people who uh, basically were most interested in their own uh, futures rather than the future of a country. So sadly for people of Afghanistan, I feel a, a tremendous sadness for them because they are... Uh, they have been used, and, and this is not the end. They are going to be used again by the Taliban and all of the other uh, countries who are interested in helping the Taliban, trying to go ahead and uh, establish uh, an 8th century Islamic Uh,
3: State in the region. Okay, quite a lot of emails. Uh, Peter says Afghanistan, the new Vietnam 2.0 exposes again the complete failure of America and its allies. There is zero credibility left. Also, let's not forget Hillary Clinton admitted the US government created and funded the Taliban. This is the main failure of the combined West, and it will be, yet again, up to someone else to clear up this mess of the US and its allies, whose political and military elites not only did not learn squat from anything, but are incapable of learning. In that, when combined with a myriad of other economic, scientific, cultural and moral failures, modern West headed by the United States declared itself a failure. Events in Kabul today demonstrate perfectly and are the epitome of the modern West. The US and the West offer nothing but an empty promise. That's from Peter. Uh, um, Mike says a picture of Biden appeared on my Facebook account that's remained for days what was printed on the picture was amazingly accurate quote for the first time in American history we have no president just a weak and frail figurehead not elected but installed by a criminal corrupt political system unquote again I'm just the messenger I'm busy with the Dixie fire in California wish you all well in Hong Kong what good thing has Biden done in seven months I'm still waiting for an answer Biden is being led by the radical left to be ready for a time of trouble. Uh, Herman says, after two decades of futile war at the cost of hundreds of thousands of Afghan lives and trillions of dollars, Uncle Sam has decided to pack up, get out and leave the Afghans to their miserable fate. So much for American vows of nation building, fighting terrorism, defending democracy or protecting women's rights. Afghanistan demonstrates with brutal clarity that anyone acting as a running dog for Washington does so at the peril of ultimate US betrayal. Of course, many will not learn this lesson. I doubt Australian Prime Minister Son has enough brain power to figure this out, but America is not alone in lacking principles. Look how look how the leadership of the PTU and CHRF are desperately scrambling to save their own skins, the interests of their members, be damned. Uh, Herman also says, "What will Amcham do now that the Afghan now uh, now that Afghanistan for America is Afghanistan?" Some of Amcham' more recent death statements. Tone-deaf statements demonstrate it is quite oblivious to growing anti-American sentiment and declining respect for the red, white, and blue. If I were an American business that paid a non-trivial sum of money to join AmCham, I would demand it stop acting like an arm of the U.S. State Department and instead work harder to help American business interests in Hong Kong and Asia. That comes from uh, Herman. is you know, uh, is this a real blow? Do you think for a, for, for the U.S., uh, Mr. Hoshman?
8: I, I don't. I don't think so. The narratives basically change depending on which side the wind is blowing, and and so at the present time, uh, it does appear uh, through many corners of the world. Not that I am supportive of the policies of the U.S. government, absolutely not. But I also want to caution those who are taking sort of like a comfort and, and, and saying, well, what is the best uh, approach to whether it's nation building, economic cooperation or whatever? I have. Uh, America was in, in Vietnam for so long. And then they left and all of that. The nation afterwards started to go ahead and be on its own. And, and with the help of China, uh, managed to go ahead and, and create its own environment. Uh, so uh, people are not talking anymore about the Vietnam and the failure of the U.S. and the Vietnam and all other things that happened, uh, I'm sure that someday uh, Afghanistan will be in the same position to say uh, what will happen uh, if there is a legitimate government, uh, and not that I call the uh, Ghani government as a legitimate or the Taliban as a legitimate. The people of Afghanistan have to go ahead and stand for their own uh, rights, but they do need help. There's no question about that that this is now a scenario where uh, the United Nations that has been toothless uh, in, in many of these efforts around the world with peace issues uh, mm-hmm. they need to go ahead and somehow come up with some strategy to be able to save the people to bring some uh, normalcy in the lives of these people in the in the country sure. so I am not buying into the idea that that uh, only one uh, frame of reference uh, whether it is a collective mindset uh, or a socialist mm. mindset or a capitalist mindset that is going to go ahead and save the world. I yeah. think we have to wait and see what happens.
5: Yeah, I think I think a rebuttal to some of the comments we had earlier would be that uh, America went on a pretty good run after they stopped spending blood and treasure in Vietnam. And, uh, you know, as far as Afghanistan went, I mean, r- maybe ripping the Band-Aid off quickly is a better way to do it because nobody was really talking about Afghanistan for a long time before September 11th. And I suspect that the american public in particular will you know very quickly forget about this <laughs> and it'll be like where where was that again that they have correct. very they have very they have very short memories and uh it, it is a shame about you know lives lost but uh, you know in a, accounting they talk about sunk costs. you don't you don't throw bad money after good
3: but but just going back to the the situation of the of the, of the uh, afghan people again finally mr hoshman i mean china has said that they recognize the right of uh countries to determine their own fate and the taliban come from Afghanistan. They're not an exterior force. Surely what's happened is just that the people of Afghanistan have chosen, one way or another, the Taliban.
8: Well, it will be similar to the idea of, of before World War II. Uh, Hitler uh, also had the same thing, said that, they, that, that, that people of uh, Germany has supported me and therefore I'm going to go ahead and rule. And This is an illogical approach to thinking that that this is what is happening. Now, I would like very much for China to take a different leadership role in this process rather than uh, taking this attitude that, uh, yeah, (laughs) let's laugh about this thing. You lost this darn war, and we're going to go ahead and see what we can do with the Taliban or others. I think China has a great mind, a great value, a good system. They ought to go ahead and use it appropriately. They should not fall into the trap that America, and as well as other Western nations, had fallen in the past, following one (laughs) lead dog and then everybody's chasing after that. Uh, This is not the time for China to go ahead and extend its hand to Taliban. I can assure you that that if this is what is going to happen, and they have, in fact, in the past, Taliban, uh, China has been helping, the Taliban. It's not that it's on the surface, but behind the scene it has been. Uh, they have had engagements with the Afghan government on many issues. Uh, so it, it is not in right now critical for, for China to go ahead uh, and gloat about this. It is not that moment. This is part of the diplomacy that China has to go ahead and create for itself to make sure that the world knows that it is a leadership role that it plays in bringing peace and calm around the world rather than trying to go ahead and uh, sort of put one against the
3: other. All right, Mr. Hoshman, many thanks for joining us. Rosa Hoshman there is the Senior Special Advisor with the Global Institute of Service Leadership uh, Education. Uh, Once again, many thanks for for joining us. Uh, Andrew, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure. A couple quick more comments on the harbour discussion. Uh, Din says public opinion has been cited by all parties how is public opinion to be ascertained in future i wonder and so from Din and John says building a tunnel walkway or bridge from Kuntong to the spit of land with a cruise terminal is the most stupid idea in history of stupid ideas Don't mince your words, John Thank you very much indeed for that Uh, Andrew, thank you very much indeed Oh, it's a pleasure Here's the weather, mainly fine and hot Temperatures up to 32 degrees 29 degrees, the latest readings Relative humidity is now at 79% The 2021 Election Committee Subsector Ordinary Elections will be held on September 19th
4: Polling starts at 9am and ends at 6pm Voters should present their Hong Kong Identity Cards after verifying voters' identities with the electronic poll register, polling staff will issue ballot papers. Voters
3: are encouraged to vote.
2: 934, the News Now with Todd Harding. An epidemiologist says Hong Kong residents still face a risk from the Delta variant despite the tightening of quarantine measures. Health officials say they've not found any confirmed coronavirus cases as of 2 o'clock in the morning after testing 1,609 residents at Mayat House in Yat-Tung Estate in Tongchong. And President Biden has strongly defended his decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan, saying the clear goals of...